Welcome to HR Latte, your connection to all things HR. Today's great HR department is foundational for today's successful business. Listen in as host Rayanne Thorne gets personal with practitioners and technologists, experts and thought leaders who care about the world of human resources. And now for your next cup of talent management, whipped to perfection. Hey everybody, welcome to HR Latte. This is Rayanne Thorne and I'm kicking off a new series, Bullying in the Workplace. Something really interesting that HR has been just starting to talk about. We've been talking about bullying quite a bit over the last several years when we consider elementary school, junior high, high school. Now we're going to talk a little bit about bullying in the workplace. My guest for this series, and this is going to be a key point podcast series, meaning I'm going to hit several key points in each show. And each show will be about 15, 20 minutes long only. So quick access during commutes. And if there are any questions or issues that come up from any of my listeners, please feel free to reach out to me. You can find me on Twitter at Ray, R-A-Y underscore A-N-N-E. My guest today, Catherine Matice, is the co-author of the book, Back Off, Your Kick-Ass Guide to Ending Bullying at Work. Catherine, thanks for joining me today. Thank you for having me. I really appreciate it. Well, I'm really excited to have you discuss this topic, but before we jump into it, and do an intro about the topic, I would love for you to tell us a little bit about yourself. Sure. So I know that workplace bullying is quite a niche, so I'll just kind of share my story. I was the director of human resources for a nonprofit organization where we had a bully. And as the director of HR, I saw this person, um, you know, what he was doing to the organization. I, I dealt with the turnover. I spent a lot of time counseling people who were interacting with him. You know, so I dealt with a lot of the organizational problems he was creating. And then I personally also felt bullied. So I've experienced bullying kind of as the organization and then also as an individual who felt bullied. And during that time, I started to go to grad school and I decided to write a paper on kind of the topic of toxic leadership or aggressive aggressiveness at work, that kind of thing, decided to write a paper on something around that topic and came across the phrase workplace bullying in the process of writing that paper and realized that it was actually a very common problem and that a lot of other countries have laws against workplace bullying and we're pretty far behind in that and, you know, just that there was a lot of information and a lot of work to be done. So I had just ever since that paper have been very obsessed with the topic of workplace bullying and uh, have a, a business called Stability Partners, and I go into organizations and work with them to solve that problem. Well, I, I love this topic, and I think one of the reasons that I do is because as a very young full-time employee for a small dental practice, I was I actually had experience in being bullied, and it was an older dental hygienist who kind of pushed the rest of the staff around She was caught doing things and called out on those things like going through the boss's checkbook, digging through his private personal things. And she decided to to retaliate by bullying. And she came after me as a young 18-year-old who did, you know, three hardcore semesters in um, at Indiana University and was I was very young entering the workplace, the full-time workplace, and had no experience with this and did not understand it. And I tolerated it for a few years and then just left. And I wish I had had your book to help guide me through this process because I loved that job. I loved the work I was doing. I enjoyed my boss. So 
let's talk about the legal definition of bullying. Now, in the book, right in the foreword or the, the note to readers, we have it as an unprovoked aggression characterized by the imbalance of power, where a person who is more physically or emotionally powerful attacks one with lesser power. That was definitely the case for me as an 18-year-old entering the workplace. Can you give us a little more insight into the definition of bullying? Yeah, so there's really three concepts that you always see in any definition of workplace bullying. The first concept is that it's definitely repeated or pervasive or ongoing. That you know, we're never talking about a one-time thing where somebody had a rough day, they yelled, and then we all moved past it, and it's fine. That's not bullying. Bullying is repeating, repeated, and ongoing. And in fact, you know, researchers have to quantify things. So they say that bullying happens about once a week for at least six months, you know, and then it's, okay, this is officially bullying. The next concept that's always in the definition is that there's this psychological power imbalance. So you do have one person who's much more powerful than the other person, just like you might have in a domestic violence kind of a situation. You know, one person has a very loud voice, is very psychologically powerful and the other person has no voice at all and is left feeling like they have no power. And then the third concept that's always in the definition is that there's a lot of damage that's caused as a result of this. So people who feel bullied experience anxiety, depression, fear. They're very confused about what's going on. Why is this happening to them at work? You know, they don't get it. It's like we're adults. I don't understand why this is happening. Uh, And then, you know, that stress turns into physical damage. So then you have, you know, heart disease. People aren't sleeping. They're not eating. They're not taking care of themselves. And all of that also happens for witnesses. So even people who don't necessarily self-identify as being bullied, if they're seeing this happening at work around them, they too are damaged. So those are the three concepts. It's repeated. There's the psychological power imbalance and it causes damage. Wow, that's really great insight. And it should be something logical, something that we would know. But I think because we think, hey, we're adults, this can't be bullying. How can, you know, how do I manage this? We might dismiss it and not really address Mm -hmm. it as an issue, in particular as a witness, right? As a Mm -hmm. witness, we may say, why can't that person stand up for themselves? I don't want to get involved. This is outside of my scope of influence or my ability to get involved or to stop this. And I can certainly see how it would impact your health, your um, being able to sleep in the evenings or to focus during the day. It's it's definitely an issue. We're going to take a quick break. And when we come back, we're going to talk about why workplace bullying occurs. Is it for the same reasons as it occurs in elementary school? We're going to talk about the psychology behind it and then talk about best practices if you are the one being bullied. We'll be right back. HR Latte is brought to you by Dovetail Software, a SaaS-based HR case management and help desk solution to ease today's HR departments into tomorrow. Simple but powerful real-time employee engagement, knowledge management, and detailed analytics empower human resource departments and shared services teams to effectively handle any type of employee interaction. Dovetail Software, by HR, for HR. Hey, everybody, and we are back. This is my new series, Bullying in the Workplace. And my guest today, Catherine Matice, has written a book 
called Back Off, Your Kick-Ass Guide to Ending Bullying at Work with her co-author, E.G. Sebastian. Catherine, thanks for joining me today. We're going to jump right into possibly the psychology behind bullying. So do people bully in the workplace for the same reasons that they bullied in elementary school, like in fourth grade when that one bully girl in my class, you know, wanted the snack that I brought? Is it the same kind of psychology behind the bullying practice? I think the answer is to some extent, but not fully. So if you think about kids, they're really searching for their role in the world and their place in the social ladder, and they're trying to understand themselves in the process, and they often don't know how to react to the emotions they're feeling. And so, the, you know, kids obviously aren't as mature. There's a lot of other pieces there when kids are bullying each other versus in adulthood, theoretically, we have a little bit better understanding of our own emotions and how to control them. And we understand professionalism and uh, that, you know, we can't smack someone just because we're angry, you know, so they're, they're, um, you know, we, it seems like adults probably have more control of their emotions. So really bullying happens when somebody feels threatened and they're looking for ways to get power. So in that sense, they are similar, you know, kids who bully in school are looking for power and so are adults who bully at work. So People often bully when they feel threatened by somebody else and they feel their power slipping away and therefore they bully as a way to get it back. So, for example, the target might be a very high producer or uh, it's clear the leadership really likes that target or they're really good at their job or they have a lot of great ideas. You know, the target's doing something that's causing the bully to feel threatened and so they're looking for power. So would it, is it true then, or would it be feasible to think that somebody who is a bully in elementary school will grow up to be a bully? Or maybe it's the opposite. Maybe somebody who was bullied when they were younger came into a position of power and realized they could turn it around and it was past aggression. Or is this just something completely new that happens to certain people when they move into the life of work? I've seen research that if you are a bully and chi- as a child, there's a 30% chance, you know, you'll be in a, a bully as an adult. But really, I think where we learn bullying is in adulthood. So if you work in an environment where the bosses bully or you see people who are promoted are the people that are more aggressive or the people who get acknowledged are more aggressive or the ones that are seen as more valuable are the bullies, then you'll start to bully too. So, yes, you could be a bully all throughout your life because you were, you know, started off that way as a child. But really, it's more about what's happening in your own workplace. Now, that said, there's also evidence that it once a target, always a target. So, if you're a target in school, there's maybe a 30% chance you'll be a target in adulthood. And I've absolutely received calls from people who felt bullied at work and they've told me they've been bullied, you know, at job after job after job. Hmm. So ultimately, in terms of that dynamic, we all learn what helps us get our needs met. And for bullies, maybe that means I bully, it helps me get my needs met. I feel powerful, so I'm going to keep doing that. And for targets, it, you know, becomes sort of a mode of operation. I victim. So, yeah, the um, victim mentality, learned helplessness, and so it can go down that route. Now, that said, you know, just because someone's a target once, it doesn't mean they can't turn it around, and certainly nobody deserves to be treated that way. So, you know, it's 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 an interesting 
dynamic. And also I'd like to add that it's, it's never just about the bully and the target. This is a social phenomenon that's happening inside of an organization. It's not a bully and a target in a vacuum. So bullying happens when the organization allows it to. Bullying happens when people don't speak up. Bullying happens when the organizational culture, you know, allows bullying right. to thrive. Right. So I I've studied a bit about epistemology or this the systems thinking approach to management or, you know, working within an organization. And the theory behind it is that if people fail, it's because the system failed them. So I wonder if if management or if the system had been more aware or cognizant that bullying was taking place, if it would handle that or keep it from occurring to begin with. We're going to dive into in our next couple episodes how HR can have an impact on bullying, whether it's it, it can encourage it to continue by ignoring the problems or also how they can help it end. But if you are a victim as we wrap up this episode, Catherine, if you're a victim, what's the best thing to do if you are being bullied in the workplace? You know, number one, document, document, document. If you're getting nasty emails, if you're seeing things on social media, whatever it is, anything that you can keep and document and provide later, do that. Anytime you have an experience where there's bullying, write it down in a journal and, and keep track, literally, of these uh, interactions. Make sure that this journal where you're writing all of this down is very focused on the who, what, when, where, you know, what happened, who was there, who saw. Do not focus on how you felt about it. Just document the facts. So that's step number one. Step number two, I absolutely recommend standing up for yourself. Now, that means that it's going to require a lot of courage. This person's pulling yes. you, you know, you're feeling like you don't have any power and you've got to muster up some courage and stand up for yourself. And the way to do that is to put your shoulders back, you know, chin up, use your body language to feel powerful, and then just state, you know, whatever the person's doing and that they need to adjust it. So you might say something like, you know, I understand you're stressed out, but I need you to stop yelling at me. And in the future, we've got to have more professional interactions, you know, just quick and to the point and just get it out. The reason you need to stand up for yourself is that the third step, when you talk to human resources or your manager or your leaders, you need to be able to say that you've tried to resolve it on your own and weren't able to, and that's why you're looking for their help. So then the third step is to you know talk to managers, show them your documentation, talk to them about the facts, don't talk about your emotions, just talk about what you're witnessing and let them know you've tried to resolve it. You haven't been able to, and so you're looking for their guidance. So that's basic three steps. Those are perfect basic steps. Thank you, Catherine. There is so much for us to talk about in our next two episodes. We're going to actually address different HR departments. One of my focuses for the next year is going to be really understanding the difference between different HR departments, like an HR department in a healthcare organization, an HR department within higher education. This has one of been one of Dovetail's focuses this last year. And so we're going to address bullying in those type of cultures and what can be done to impact that or change it or diminish it. Catherine Matice has been my guest on HR Latte today, bullying in the workplace. 
She is the author of Back Off, Your Kick-Ass Guide to Ending Bullying at Work, 105 Practical Tools You Need to Understand, Report, and Effectively End Workplace Bullying. Catherine, thanks for joining me today. I'm really looking forward to our next two episodes. Thank you for having me, and I'm looking forward to it as well. Thanks. 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 